0: This is George Newbern, the voice of Superman, and you're listening to the DCAU Review, hosted by Cal and Liam. Streaming at dcaureview.com and on your favorite podcast app. Get charged up for action that'll shock your system. Tell me that's not cool. An unstoppable superhero and his crew embark on impossible missions and will... Ring, mutated villains to justice. When static's in the house, bad guys better step off. Pull the plug on crime with the adventures of Static Shock. Yeah. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 185 of the DCAU Review. I am one of your hosts, Cal, and with me as he always is, my good friend and good brother, the man that runs our Twitter account. It's Liam. Liam we are about to undertake yet another review of Static Shock as we continue here in our month of static, uh, abbreviated month of static reviews here, uh, but uh, excited as we have a uh, couple of returning characters that have been uh, some of our favorites as we've gone through these uh, new review, re-reviews. That's right. It's the long-awaited return of Carmindillo since
1: last, <laughs> not since last Saturday, Have we talked about him. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, he's back this week uh, But yes, you are of course actually referring to Both uh, Rubber Band Man and Of course the, uh, the biggest bad in, in the world of Static That being Ebon, both returning this week In the aptly titled episode Bad Stretch
0: that is right. And uh, we, have, uh, we have a fun one to talk about today. I, uh, I quite enjoyed this one. So I'm excited to see if you have the same amount of enjoyment as I did. Uh, so uh, before we do that, though, we will, of course, have our unsponsored IMDb synopsis segment here for this episode, which originally debuted back on March the 22nd. 2002, meaning Liam, we are coming up uh, just in a few months now, uh, I guess a quarter of a year away now from uh, from the 20 year anniversary. So we technically ni- uh, 19 years old is this episode here.
1: That's right. And of course this is the synopsis for A Bad Stretch, which was written by Dwayne McDuffie, directed by Joe Sikta, with music by Derek Thornton and animation by Coco. And that synopsis reads as such rubber bandman is released from prison, a changed man, but family trouble causes the public to question his actions. Yeah, they got a little cuckoo with that one. That doesn't really explain anything.
0: <laughs> you, you know, if you think about it though, it's, it's at least you're not spoiling the entire episode. There's no, there's no <laughs> fake news in that, you know, there's no <laughs> alluding to uh, certain characters that aren't the characters that they turn out to be, or what have you, like we had issues. <laughs> with last week there's no worms that are actually amoebas so yeah <laughs> uh i it, it's not not great like i'd give it like a c a c c grade fair fair enough yeah I,
1: but i, I guess and uh, jump into plot here but yeah we have a. Uh... We have an interesting episode, as as was sort of touched on in the uh, the last time we saw Rubber Band Man in this series, of course, the episode Bent Out of Shape, which uh, we reviewed previously. And you can hear that review, of course, anytime you'd like at DCAUreview.com or on your favorite podcast or on the Pod Tower YouTube channel. But we had last seen a Rubber Band Man attempting in some way to uh, to make up for his his past evil deeds and had seemingly was trying to turn over a new leaf by the end of that, uh, that previous episode. And we kind of pick up right where we left off there as he's now seemingly served his time fully is back out in public and uh, is still uh Dayton Virgil's sister. So lots of uh, combustible elements as, as one might say here.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting because we have um, a, a sort of familiar superhero trope. Anytime there's a, uh, a villain that turns uh, you know that that apparently is reformed. the 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 superhero, your hero of the show, typically, as we've seen both in Batman and Superman episodes in the past, the the hero sort of has to play the uh, the the suspect. Uh, you know, not quite trusting and and not convinced that the uh, the villain has turned over a new leaf. So Static does that, but instead of his motivation just being that the that the villain is is not quite yet reformed. His motivation seems to be more out of jealousy, which is an interesting little twist on that, I felt. Uh, he's a little bit envious over the fact that Rubber Band Man's getting a lot of press. Not only is uh, is Rubber Band Man receiving uh, the praise from the police officers that arrive on the scene at, uh, at uh, as he foils Shiv, Talon, and the, the new character that we can talk about. I'm sure we'll talk about in visuals and eventually in voice acting, but Aqua Maria, as she is known, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Aqua Maria, is, as uh, she, they, the three of them have been foiled and uh, the rubber band man is, is again, sort of involved in, in uh, suppressing them and specifically this new character, actor Aqua Maria, uh, he begins getting praise not only from the cops, but also from the press. What do you think you're doing with that money? Returning it to the police thanks rubber van man okay what's wrong with this picture nothing, I did my time,
1: now I'm one of the good
0: guys like you there's a stretch it's true, ever since he got out of jail last month he's been helping us and we appreciate it too uh, not that we don't appreciate your help static uh yeah, nice try guy don't you want to get in the pictures for what he's the big hero He's getting lots of fans and uh, we see him later on. He's in the middle of a mall and there's a lot of young ladies that are attempting to uh, to get his autograph and swoon over him. And there's the classic confusion where uh, oh, on the other line or on the other end of the phone as as uh, as rubber band man is, is getting chased Uh, By this group of young, young women, Uh, Virgil's sister happens to hear it and and she assumes uh, the worst about him, because why wouldn't you think the worst about the guy, I guess, who... (laughs) still trying to date you even though he just got out of prison that's fine like yeah sure like that that makes perfect sense uh so uh, yeah there's there's immediately some combustible elements there that take place and uh as we kind of roll roll along here pun intended is uh is as we continue, yes, Carmandillo does make a, another appearance here. I was so pleased. Yes. We did not have to wait too long to see yet another uh, appearance from, from um, maybe my new favorite static rogue <laughs> Carmindillo here, but uh, yeah. So, so he, along with Shiv and Talon uh, decide they're going to break into a, a an electronics store uh, and, and sort of wreak havoc and steal some things and steal money and, They uh, are joined shortly thereafter as as Rubber Band Man and Static show up uh, once again to the scene. Uh, They are joined by the leader of their group, of course, that being Ebon. And uh, there's an immediate sort of conflict taking place between Ebon and Rubber Band Man that sort of alludes to them knowing each other. But it's sort of left in the dark, pun intended, as to just what exactly their relationship is, at least at first
1: yeah statics not not quite aware what to make of things uh it's it's not uh not it's not quite clear we there is a scene uh, a little bit earlier in the episode where Ebon is sort of made aware that uh, that rubber band man helps static take down uh, Aquamaria and and the other meta breed and and sort of goes into a rage and he he goes and sees rubber band man at at his apartment and we we get a feeling very quickly that they know each other really well and and that they they obviously they call each other by their real names, Adam and Ivan, um, which I don't think we knew Ebon's real name before this episode. So that's kind of a, a fun little wrinkle here. But uh, yeah, it's it immediately sets up that they are, in fact, um, as we come to find out, they are brothers. And uh, we, we get a little bit more of that later in the episode of, you know, their their father had passed away and then Ebon had kind of taken on that role as, or at least in his mind had taken on the role of being the protector and and the man of the family and sort of his version of that was to you know s- sort of seize power and and to sort of take what he wants and he he wants his uh, he wants his brother to join the family business. After so all I've done for you, this is the payback. When Dad passed away, don't you mention him. Why not? I'm the man of the family now. Says who? That's the way it works. We're blood. I'm supposed to be looking after you, not fighting with. Did someone say fight? No offense, Stretch, but a big time supervillain like Ebon requires a big time superhero like, well, like me.
0: (laughs) The light! I got the static. Wait, the light makes him lose his power. Sorry about that you wanted him to escape yeah yeah it's uh <laughs> he's trying to recruit him back to it and it's sort of you know uh very typical of a of a villain trying to sway him back to the dark side and in a way he uses his past against him which is a uh, which is pretty poetic and and yeah mm-hmm. dastardly thing to do you know trying to convince r- rubber band man that he'll never be accepted he'll always be seen as the bad guy and uh, they're, as they're having this confrontation in the electronics store, Static breaks in and, and begins exposing uh, Ebon to the the fluorescent lighting. He kind of, whatever, it's hard, as we've talked about before, they kind of just let Static's powers do whatever <laughs> they want them to do. As we learn in this episode also, as Static not only uh, discovers a new power <laughs> that he can do, but also at some point his electricity allows him to have super hearing on top of it too. He can
1: hear electricity and also radio waves, I guess, because he picks up like a police band at one point.
0: Yeah, that's, that was a new power that he developed for this episode. And I'm curious if we ever hear pun intended from it again, but uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. so as static is sort of using his powers to 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 shine the bright lights of the fluorescent uh, fluorescent bulbs from this store onto ebon and he begins to to melt then rubber Brand man sort of steps in and 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 shields him from it in a in a very in a very, uh, in a very uh, impulsive moment And uh, this allows Ebon to escape and Static uses this as the the thing to point out at this point that he believes that Rubber Band Man uh, has truly not reformed and is just returning to his old ways. And unfortunately, this also has been captured on the the store's closed circuit television and uh, been shared with the news who begins to play it. And then, uh, you know, people start turning against him at that point all the while uh, the the rest as you said the of the meta breed has is captured and is sent to sent to prison and uh, there's a mysterious breakout that occurs uh, concurrently with all of this happening. And uh, it appears that rubber band man is behind the breakout of the meta breed as we get a shot of the, the guard and the, the security guard in the, in the prison being attacked by somebody that certainly appears to be rubber band man. This, of course, sends the police to his apartment. Uh, he's, you know, suddenly he's public enemy number one. And uh, wouldn't you know it, uh, Iban takes this time to uh, sort of attempt to make him yet another offer that he can't refuse.
1: Yeah, it it is interesting because there's a little bit of a like I felt like there was a little bit of commentary here about like how hard it can be to like rejoin society after you've been to prison. Like, obviously, we we know static shocks to show that, uh, you know, it does not shy away from dealing with those kind of social issues in, in the past, but uh, they don't they don't hit it over. The, it's not a it's not it doesn't get into the, uh, you know, very special episode territory. But I did feel like they were kind of there's there's a point where uh, when Yvonne takes Rubber Band Man back to the hideout, at the end to kind of give him that that final sales pitch uh, where he just says, you know, once once they see you as a criminal, they never see you as anything else. And and, and it does seem like Rubber Band Man is boxed in, not necessarily now he did obviously choose to let Ivan escape in the uh, in the in the store, but he hasn't necessarily gone back to his evil ways in any other way. But he so you see his his internal struggle both with you know trying to go straight uh, in in the sense of of you know seeking justice and helping helping people, but also sort of dealing with this this bond that he feels that he he sort of owes his his older brother and they sort of have it out though. We'll get to the kind of the final scene in a minute here, but yeah, that's, that sort of uh, that feeling that blood is blood sort of trumps all, And that he can't, uh, that he can't quite bring himself to, uh, to uh, take down his brother, which leads him to then being, as we find out when static arrives at the hideout at the end here, uh, that he, that rubber band man was in fact framed by Ebon, who uh, was able to, I guess, make a, a spare suit and, and pose as rubber band man to break the rest of the meta breed out of prison and uh then we get our kind of our final battle as uh, Ebon tries to kill static but uh but rubber band man saves him and
0: and then uh, he, saves him, wait a minute. So he saves him from being teleported into a volcano which we're not quite sure I'm not quite sure how Ebon's powers exactly work we know that he he like teleports and phases in and out of another dimension but how far do, do his powers work like is this like he can just teleport them anywhere on earth or are we to believe that, that somewhere in Dakota there is an active volcano present that he could just teleport him into
1: Maybe maybe Dakota is in Hawaii. We don't we don't know, <laughs> or Corto Maltese or. Uh,
0: it's just true, yes.
1: What's the yeah. island where Doomsday and Superman fight? Uh, San Beccaro, There you go. Maybe it's uh, somewhere. It's it's close to. San- I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I so it, I am interested in this because he doesn't just make portals. Like he he himself is the portal, right? So like, which is interesting. But then it yeah the, the limits of it because he he makes a portal in a wall and takes him from like near Virgil's house to immediately back to this like abandoned like circus tent that they're uh that they're having out a in, i
0: would say yeah definitely a stand-in for chuck e. cheese
1: <laughs> yeah so uh yeah which we which we see a little bit later in, in some of a uh, in static sort of final battle with the rest of the meta breed here but yes as as the rubber band man saves static from uh, being thrown into a pit of lava. Uh, they, uh, they sort of square up and, and Ebon flees and, and rubber band man goes after him while static is left to deal with the, uh, the rest of the meta breed. And we'll get into more of the specifics of that fight, probably in the, in visuals and animation in a minute here, but uh, yeah, static's able to use his various powers, including his uh, he has this big piece of metal wire that he uses to blind them at one point and then uh, he also uh, uh, uses runs an electric current through aqua maria which turns her back into hydrogen which is just a cloud which then rains her uh, back down I, I don't know about <laughs> all of that <laughs> from a from a scientific perspective but uh, it was it was an interesting like i said we'll talk more about it in visuals but yeah static takes down all the rest of the meta breed and meanwhile rubber band man and Yvonne kind of have this one final, uh, this one final verbal sparring before they, they finally come to blows. And, you know, Ebon once again tries to sort of appeal to, uh, to, uh, rubber band man's loyalty and tells him that blood's thicker than water. And, and rubber band man just tells him that right and wrong is thicker than blood. And he, he finally sort of makes that choice and, and chooses to stop Ebon from, uh, from escaping. And uh, he instead kind of come to a, uh, an understanding here as we, we begin to wrap it up and then, we get one final little scene of uh, Adam as his uh, rubber band man's civilian identity is known uh, returning to the Hawkins household where he uh, has a little brief discussion with Virgil before uh, realizing that he's still in a little bit of trouble with uh, with Sharon, but uh, he's willing to work on it so that we sort of get our, our happy ending and a nice little bow on
0: things here. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I guess we can look into our scores here. I, I really enjoyed this episode. Like I said, at the top of the program, um, you know, I think it's a it's a fun 22 minutes. Um, I love the little bait and switch that they did where you think that rubber band man, you as the viewer kind of are, are on that, that, uh, that, that side of believing that, oh, there's no way that the rubber band man could have turned over a new leaf. I will just say that I was pleasantly surprised that uh, you know rubber band man continues to fight on the side of good and and, uh, you know it's it's nice to have a story where the the villain does reform we didn't quite get that in the in Batman the animated series where any of the villains truly turned over a, a new leaf and ended up being an actual ally to Batman. Um, we don't really see that in, in Superman either. So that's, that's a different storytelling technique that, you know, that change is possible and that it is possible to change, you know, your, your ways and and to come to a decision to be a different human being. And, um, you know, and, and that your mistakes shouldn't define your past mistakes shouldn't necessarily define you for the, for the rest of your life. Um, so I, I love that, you know, I love the, the whole Ebon and rubber band man sort of, uh, you know, the reveal of them being related and them them having this interaction. We'll get into visuals in a little bit, but there's a lot lot to enjoy in this episode. Um, I like that that static's whole thing uh was more jealous of the attention versus or that it seemed like that was a lot of his motivation as opposed to just not believing the character could be good, because that kind of to me lends to him being a younger character, mm-hmm. um to, to wanting the focus and wanting the attention. He's still a teenager, so he's more focused on that, or using that as his motivation for not believing Rubber Band Man. Um, I I don't feel like they necessarily resolve that at the end, though. Like, there's no. I, he doesn't quite admit, like, "Hey, I should have. I should have believed you." Or, "Hey, sorry, my jealousy got in the way of seeing that you were a good guy after all." There is that one moment where he they sort of have a heart to heart, and he goes to high five him, and you know, mm-hmm. Band Man raises his hand but it didn't feel quite like a a, an admission of you know feeling like he was owning it all the way so um still a very strong episode i ended up with an eight out of ten for plot what about you
1: yeah yeah i gave it the exact same score i i really enjoyed this i liked it as as you said it's it's both interesting to see how static reacts to having a new superhero that's getting this praise and there's even a moment where richie asks him you know is it because you think he's really you know is that your is that your jealousy talking or or is it because you you really think he's turned turned evil and 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 virgil sort of admits yeah probably both like he's he's sort of aware of his own uh his own bias or his own frustrations with uh with rubber band man getting a little bit of the spotlight and then you know i think sort of feeling feeling a little bit justified when when rubber band man helps ebon escape and and not really understanding the reason for it and then yeah finally at the end there uh between rubber band man saving his life from the lava just in case we forgot to mention that and and uh and then uh, yeah kind of having that heart to heart once he's uh, aware that they're brothers that's uh that kind of turns th- turns things around for for static and yeah if i guess the the make good is a little bit more of him talking to him as Virgil at the end there when he, like, as you said, when he kind of encourages uh rubber band man to, to continue on and that, that he sort of believes in him, be, you know, because static believes in him, just kind of reinforcing that, the, that he is sort of part of the team now and, and uh, is welcome as a hero in the city. And yeah, it's, it's a fun episode and it's fun to see a character that we've, we've talked about a couple of times as a villain, take that turn as a, as a hero and not, to have it undone and go back to the status quo by the end here. You know, we don't, he's not just back to being a villain by the end and, and is a villain. You know, when we see him for the rest of the series, he is, he is a good guy. Now he is, he is a hero for the rest of the series from here on out. So it it is cool to kind of have that character arc as, uh, you know, he, he started out as just a straight up villain with sort of this personal vendetta and then kind of see his, uh, his evolution from here to, to where we find him today. And, uh, yeah. And this isn't really a knock against this episode so much, but I do wish we had seen more uh, Ebon and rubber band man interactions in the series uh, going forward. I think that's, a, that's kind of an interesting rivalry to set up, um, but they don't really do much else with uh, the fact that they're related. I'm not even sure if it's ever mentioned again. So according yeah, I wish to, that I, I guess
0: according to the DCAU week wiki, it is no long it's not mentioned after this episode. So
1: Right. So
0: uh, yeah. So like, I, I wish, I wish we gotten more with
1: it. So yeah, that's, and maybe that's even more of a compliment to this episode than a detriment that, yeah, I, I liked it so much. I, I wish we could have seen like a follow-up uh, about that, but uh, yeah, overall I think a really good episode. It's a good character growth episode, not just for rubber band man, but for static and, and for Virgil too. So it's, there's a, a lot of good stuff and we always talk about how, we want our characters to be in a, in a different place than they were when the episode started. And uh, this episode definitely qualifies for that.
0: Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Lots of fun, lots of fun. And, and uh, as you said, character development, that's always huge in, in enjoying the, uh, the episode as a whole. All right Liam let's move on to our next uh, next category for the week and that of course is going to be animation and visuals. I believe uh, Coco is responsible for this uh, for this week's uh, animation mm-hmm. and I got to say uh, I was for a season 2 static episode which we've talked about before you can hear certainly in the archives at dcaureview.com or on your favorite podcast app but a lot of the early first and second season static episodes you know didn't have the the more modernized better you know, cell shaded looking animation. Um, this episode sort of I feel like has a combination between the two because you have the your, the two characters that they actually tended to do actual cell shading on, which was Ebon and Rubber Band Man. Um, so it I feel like this episode maybe maybe my favorite visual looking episode that we've covered so far for these first two seasons it's a very strong fun visual episode um and i I think most of the characters look very on model i will take this time by the way to say carmen Dillo, who we mentioned last week uh, my new favorite character in the in you know he, honestly a mr wing carmandillo buddy <laughs> would be i i'd sign up for that in a second i'm just gonna show throw that out there into the universe you know if it there's happens.
1: like a there's a space for like a legion of doom animal villains <laughs> in in the dcau with carmen uh ferret mr wing
0: croc like there's a lot we could draw Gorilla Grodd. We, we got a rod Of course we got yeah. all man. This is our best idea. Cheetah. Here we go. 185 episodes in and we have, <laughs> we have our best idea to date. All right. Book it uh, TMCR. Uh, call us Warner brothers. Uh, anyway. Okay. Back, back to this. Anyway, Carmen definitely gives me some based on his design some spy versus spy vibes from mad magazine back in the day not just the eyes either with the you know the joker new batman adventures eyes with the black uh black outlines with the white irises but also his general face shape is that pointy if you don't know what spy versus spy is google it if you're our age and you're listening to this podcast which is most of the people that listen to our podcast <laughs> probably know what spy versus spy is so uh but yeah the, some spy versus spy uh, vibes coming from Carmandillo here but uh, I, I think there's there's a lot of fun to be had with with uh, of course rubber band man being a, a, a stretchy guy and then on top of it having having Ebon with very similar looking powers in the way that they uh, that they both move his being slightly different of course with the portals and the way that he sort of uh, shape shifts out of out of the shadows and appears in in different scenes but i had a lot of fun with the visuals of this week
1: yeah there's a lot of fun stuff i think all of the the various meta breed characters get to get at least kind of a moment to shine aqua maria i think immediately stands out as like a kind of a different level of cool from you know we have our animal characters we have shiv uh but we then we have hers this like kind of translucent she's kind of constantly moving because of the, you know, because she's sort of made of water. So there's just kind of a a constant flow, no pun intended to her, uh, her movements throughout this episode. And, and the way uh, just that first fight scene on the, on like the football field where rubber band man kind of encases her after she sort of attacked static and been able to sort of short him out. And I, I, uh, I really enjoyed Maria especially in this episode as far as, standouts in the uh, in the meta breed but yeah I, I think that uh the various shape-shifting transformations that we see from rubber band man and uh, and of course from Yvonne are, are really cool and despite them not necessarily making a ton of sense or having a questionable scientific application uh, i like all of static's wacky new powers that he has in this episode
0: <laughs> yeah as we've already said there's some definitely some odd things the uh the nova burst that we get in the uh mm-hmm. it's of course alluded to in the very first uh, in the very first scene as he and richie are sitting there discussing and uh richie sort of develops did he give a cool catchy name for this tracker thing The static logo tracker thing
1: I think there is a name for it, but I can't. I uh, can't remember it off the top of my head.
0: All right, tweet us or leave it in the comments of the of the post on on Instagram because uh, both of us are are too involved in our description here of the Nova Blast or Nova Burst. <laughs> Which uh, I immediately was like, all right, well, so this is going to come into play later on in the episode because you have to set the table for this in order for this to be a thing later on. And I don't feel like it quite did what I thought it was going to do. I sort of pictured it being uh, if you are a fan uh, or ever watched the early nineties, Marvel fantastic four cartoon, there was an episode where Johnny storm, AKA the human torch uh, developed that he had a supernova blast that he could <laughs> go like supernova and uh right. there's, a, there's a whole episode around that and uh that's exactly what this reminded me of. I was like, oh, so he's got to go supernova at the end in order to defeat, you know, Ivan or something like that. But Chekhov's supernova electric wire trick. <laughs> but, right, exactly. So, he sort of does it, but it it's used more to animate these animatronic mice that we already mentioned are kind of stand ins for, for Chuck E. Cheese. So uh, yeah, I, he, apparently this, this can make animatronic mice come to life and then grip the uh the members of the meta breed and, and shock them through it uh so he uses uses his powers to do that and to scare away uh of course Carmandillo, who is just trying to get out of the gang at this point he's <laughs> a poor, poor dude i'm telling you the dude needs to open up his swarmadillo uh <laughs> tmcr uh, but <laughs> But uh, yeah. So, yeah, I I did enjoy also Shiv, who is, as I've said in the past, probably my least favorite character based on his his voice casting. (laughs) Uh, But uh, I did appreciate the fact that instead of just using like laser armed swords this uh, this time, he uses a couple Mm -hmm. more constructs. So he actually uses a uh, he uses a baseball bat to whack uh, rubber band man at one point who's mm-hmm. bouncing around i thought that that was pretty uh pretty clever and of course we get talon who is a who's a huge uh important part of that that scene where they're in the electronic store she seems to have gotten the best of static but then static finds a pair of Headphones pre-beats era headphones, by the way, wireless headphones, and <laughs> uh and manages to figure out uh, that how to uh to to allow her sonic screen to go into these microphones that then uh sort of give all this feedback off throughout the entire sound systems and, and TVs. And I, I thought that was a that was a neat little trick that he pulled there. And then he tops it off with a with a nod to Batman. Of, of course, this this uh, occurring before he's actually ever met the Dark Knight, but he says, Oh, Batman would have had real earplugs. Oh.
1: This is after, uh, oh, this is is after it? the uh, the first one, the, that's the right. Batman and Robin okay Joker episode. Yeah. All right, that's true.
0: So he does gives gives the shout out to Batman there. So that I, I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, there's a, I, I like that scene in the electronics store too. I think there's some there's some really fun stuff again with first the 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 bad guys kind of wreaking havoc in various ways, and you know, Talon busting open all the uh, cash registers with her scream and then and then static and, and rubber band man fighting against them and then i think static used that same trick in a, in another episode against ebon but that thing where he like overloads the fluorescent lighting to uh, to weaken ebon i think that's pretty cool um, so it was cool to see him bring that back and and yeah that that final fight between rubber band man and and uh and ebon there at the end where they're all just kind of stretching and moving around each other and you know kind of intertwining the whole time because they're powers are so similar and then uh rubber Bayman man kind of just turns himself into a balloon and stretches himself so wide that, uh, the Ebon can't quite uh, keep up and sort of is, uh, is incapacitated. I think that's a, that's a fun kind of final beat there. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, again, I, I always like, uh, I always like an Ebon episode. Although, as you mentioned, as we have now found out his, his teleporting power is that powerful. I once again, must ask, where was his invite to the secret society? Like, <laughs> like, I understand why you don't want Shiv or Ferret, but like Ebon should have gotten a seat at the table if like
0: Angleman was
1: there, right?
0: Correct. Yes, especially if he's as powerful as and and you couldn't use any of the Batman villains. That the Batman villains were in a in a uh, on an embargo, so that the creators couldn't use him, But yeah. but it, there was some some in universe reason why none of the Batman villains were invited. So if you're not going to have the Batman villains, that maybe maybe there was some sort of bias against people that uh, have interacted with Batman. Although Iban didn't, so I don't I don't know I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm just saying, like, Goldface, if Goldface gets an invitation, I feel like, uh, (laughs) I feel like Yvonne should have, but anyway, uh, yeah, there's there's some really cool stuff uh, throughout this episode, as we've talked about, and uh, yeah, for all those reasons, I gave visuals a very strong 8 out of 10.
0: Yep. I am right there with you. I also gave it an eight out of 10. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a, it's a lot of fun. And um, yeah, I, I think the final battle between Ebon and rubber band man is very fun. All of their interactions together are really great. Um, just the way that, that uh, rubber band man moves and the various different things. Again, you know, we, we see in this, in this episode, what we asked the last time we saw him, which is, is his suit, his skin or is his skin, his suit we're not sure uh but he's able to transform the suit into looking like a hat and and a t-shirt and jeans and also <laughs> then like a full morph suit also so we don't know we but we also know that ebon or that, yeah the ebon at one point has a suit that's just a suit so um, I, I will also say that I did find find it co- hilarious that static happens to, to enter into this tent to sort of find out what's happening uh, in the final scene here and just happens to stumble upon the one place that Yvonne Yvonne the guy that can transport things and places anywhere uh, decided to just hide the suit in in the ceiling of the circus tent. Like that's the one he didn't he didn't decide <laughs> to destroy the rubber suit in case, you know, in case this plan of framing rubber band man backfired on him. He could have teleported the suit into the volcano, but now he's going to hide it in his hideouts ceiling and static also just happens to stumble upon it. But anyway, uh, funny funniness going on there. But uh, yes, uh, lots of stuff that we enjoyed nonetheless, as far as visuals are concerned. All right, Liam, let's move on to our next category, which is going to be music. And uh, we are firmly in season two uh, as opposed to last week's early on in season one. So that means that we have lots of music in this episode, uh, almost a distractingly large amount. I will say, however, I'm a huge critic of the music for Static as anybody who's listened to this podcast knows. However, I will say I really dug the Ebon theme song, which gave me yes. all, all sorts of, and I had to look up the date on when these songs uh, originated. It gives me the, the tune reminds me of, of soldier boy, crank that um, mm-hmm. soldier boy cr- crank that came out f- f- six years at five years after this episode came out. So if oh. anything, soldier boy, crank that ripped <laughs> the tune off from Ebon's theme in Static Shock. You heard it here sure. first,
1: Derek. Uh, Derek Thornton, the composer, is, uh, is might be owed some uh, some back royalties <laughs> here. But uh, yeah, no, I, I also really dug the Ebon theme just because uh, you know we always talk about that with with Batman and even with some of the Superman episodes and stuff there that memorable refrain that, that plays kind of every time he comes into the scene. And then, uh, you know, it's played a little more ominous when he, uh, like when he confronts, uh, rubber band man after rubber band man leads, leaves the Hawkins house and kind of feels like he has nowhere to go. And, and Ebon kind of creeps up on him to, you know, once again, asks him to join the, uh, to join the crew. Uh, yeah, I really like that, that Ebon theme. And, uh, there's like some, some really like, uh, I feel like it's real bass heavy at the start of the episode from that uh, from Virgil and Richie in the uh in the abandoned gas station to uh that that first fight scene and then yeah we get the the classic static uh uh fight music as as we are ca- accustomed to hearing with that uh that season 2 main theme mixed in for a lot of the action beats there especially at the end there when he uh, reveals the uh the supernova power to uh to blind everybody and and create the uh the air to bring the uh the animatronics to life and such so yeah a lot of good stuff i thought this week and uh i i settled on a pretty strong seven out of ten for music
0: yeah um i went with a six out of ten um i i do think that the uh song this is how we roll uh playing not to be confused with the florida georgia line song this is how we roll uh this is this is how we roll this is how we roll this is how we roll roll, I believe, is the words to this mm-hmm. song uh, at, at playing as Carmen Dillo is literally rolling around. Uh, I was not a fan of this tune. Um, I will say that the, just the words, as always, uh, very distracting for me. However, Yvonne's theme loved it. Uh, hopefully, you know when we get more episodes uh, in in the future, we maybe hear this uh, callback to this theme because it's it's a pretty dope theme. I liked it. It's uh, it's memorable. As I said, it gives me gives me. I thought I was like, oh, did they just rip off the Soldier Boy song? And then you're like. That, okay that's that's interesting because we, we've already talked about different homages and like you know how a lot of times the music seems to be just knockoff versions of popular hip-hop hip-hop songs or, or rap songs mm-hmm. at the time but hey th- give them credit they they came up with a pretty, pretty memorable tune here and, and uh, it worked out. So uh, compared to most weeks when we when we grade the uh, grade, the music for this show, I'd say that's a pretty high mark for me is uh, two weeks in a row here. We've done I think I've given it a six out of 10. So, I mean, it's, it's no Kangor theme, but, you know, it's pretty good. All right. (laughs) Moving on. Our final category of the daily is going to be our voice actors. So we have a pretty large cast because we have the whole meta breed involved here and multiple superheroes and static's whole family. So uh, let's get into uh, our voice actors for this week.
1: That's right. Uh, so we have the, uh, the meta breed we'll deal with the kind of ancillary members and then get to the, to the main event in a little bit here, but we do have uh, Matt Ballard returning as Carmen Dillo. We have Michelle Morgan as, uh, as Sharon, of course, that, but we also have Garrett. Uh, we also have Tia Texada as Talon. We have Brian Tochi as Shiv and uh, making her debut. And I think Aqua Maria does come back in a later episode though. I, think she's uh, voiced by somebody else so this is uh, erica velez's only uh turn as aqua maria here so the uh the the hench hench people or the 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 b team here of the meta breed uh maybe they don't get a ton of stuff to do but there's some there's still some good comedy as you mentioned uh matt ballard is carmen dillow kind of throughout the whole episode isn't isn't quite sure he really wants to be in the meta breed and like he's kind of he seems kind of put upon by the whole thing and he's sort of uh, regretting it every time a uh, you know static or a rubber band man kind of shows up to to foil them and then by the end he's really really sure he wants out so uh, <laughs> i think there's some even though it's kind of a not a ton for uh, for any of those folks to do i do think there's a, there's some fun comedy from the uh the meta breed here carmendolo is the standout duh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I said, he's a uh, he's quite a bit of fun with his uh, his sort of constant uh, uh, just being sort of exasperated by the whole situation. Yeah, Matt, Matt Ballard is, uh, as as Carmadillo does a pretty good job there. But elsewhere in our cast, of course, we have uh, we have Jason Marsden as Richie briefly i saw kevin michael richardson is credited i don't remember virgil's dad being in the episode was i just was i out to lunch did he make an appearance here
0: yeah it's just what it's for a brief second when they're watching the news uh when after rubber band man makes the first uh makes the first save and he's being allotted on the on the news uh and uh Mm -hmm. watching watching the tv during dinner and he says literally no TV during dinner <laughs> so and makes, makes them turn off the television. So that's, it's right, that's very brief, right. it's a very brief appearance.
1: That is of course, that is correct. You are right there. Uh, should also mention uh, considering who it is, uh, we have a, a newscaster who we hear from a couple of times in this episode, once again, played by, of course, the great Maria Canals, who of course is most famously the voice of Hawk girl. But uh, lots of other work to her credit as well. But uh, just fun to have that, that little like vocal cameo there. Um, and then, yeah, we have our, our main villains. We, uh, and our, I guess our, our, our villain turned hero and our main villain. We have Kadim Hardison once again returning as Rubber Bandman slash Adam and uh, Gary Sturgis once again returning as Ivan slash Ebon. And the thing that stood out to me in Ebon, and then I, I saw it once again mentioned in the, uh, in the fantastic DCAU wiki page to confirm that I was not crazy, is that in this episode, and apparently only in this appearance for Ebon, they put some kind of like echo reverby effect on mm-hmm. his voice. Mm -hmm. and like it's not it's not terrible or anything but I think it just stood out to me because it's never there before in the episodes we've covered from season one and then we've seen him I think at least once in the in the newer season in season three and at least and he didn't have it there so it is kind of distracting I don't know if they were trying to better sort of separate him from rubber band man as far as he's like more of a like monstrous character or something like I'm not quite sure what the the idea was there but it did stick out to me because he has such that as we've talked about 100 times he's kind of doing a pretty obvious like iced tea impression and doing it very well and he's a great menacing villain but that extra little effect thrown on the voice there. I, I just kind of found it a little bit distracting. Again, not, not, it could have been fine if it was there every other time, but just that extra little, uh, I just felt it was a little bit unneeded, I guess. Allow me to introduce the newest member of the Meta Breed my brother, Rubber Band Man. I never said I was joining any gang. I don't see where you have a choice, Adam. Once they slap that bad guy label on you, they never change their minds.
0: It still doesn't make sense. Why do they think I'm the one who broke you guys out of jail? a clue and a half you stretchy you've been correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like we sort of clamored for that initially i i mean we'd have to go back and Mm -hmm. listen to the episodes in the archives but i'm i'm fairly certain that was one of the things that uh you know when you have the when you have those big larger than life sort of scary looking characters sometimes having a slight voice effect on them creates that illusion that they're more menacing or they're more, more deadly to the Mm. the hero. So, yeah, I think if it was consistently across the board, I honestly didn't notice it until the final scene where he's sort of sitting on the throne in the, under the uh, the stand in for Chuck E cheese tent and sort of (laughs) talking about the plan that he's revealed. I was like, man, there's an echo in his voice. That's weird. I don't, I don't remember that being there before. And then, you know, again, reading up on it, it's like, Oh no, this is the only episode that, that features that is, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think if it, like you said, if it had been there across the board, you wouldn't have noticed it, it would have been acceptable, but because it stands out and because his voice, you know, is so, uh, is, is so uh, recognizable and, and we've talked so much about it. It does sort of stand out to us, especially when you're listening to it with that, that, that more uh, that more, you know critique um you know critical sounding it's not a ear. so yeah yeah i think for the most part uh vocal
1: effects notwithstanding i think i think he does a really good job being kind of the the devil on the shoulder of uh of rubber band man in this episode both sort of appealing to him emotionally and then as we talked about in, in plot a little bit earlier that he sort of also makes that appeal to him that you know they're they're the public's never going to accept you. They're never going to let you be anything but a criminal. So he kind of comes at him from two different angles, where he's trying to get him to be a little bit more sympathetic to him because they're related, because of their you know their father passing away. But at the same time, he's also just trying to I guess kind of be more of a realist with his with his little brother here, and you know telling him that you know that this is the meta breed's kind of his only option because he's always going to be a criminal just like him. And, and he should just kind of lean into it. Uh, so I think he does a really good job as the, you know, again, the, the, the vocal thing is a little weird, but overall performance wise, I think, uh, Gary Sturgis here does a, another, another fine job as the, uh, as the villainous Ebon. And I think Dean Hardison, he does have that very, um, very kind of understated delivery on a lot of his stuff. But I think where he kind of shines is in that final scene when he and Yvonne are kind of going back and forth. Hey, this ain't no way to treat a brother, brother. Don't hand me that brother stuff. You played me, Ivan. <clears throat> Come on, blood is thicker than water. And right and
0: wrong Always could take him. I'm sorry you had to. Yeah, he had it coming. I ain't giving up on him, though. I changed my ways, so can he.
1: Thanks for saving me from the lava pool.
0: You cleared my name. We're even. High five not funny <laughs> is too yeah I, w- I would agree with you completely i, I think that f- that final that final line that he that uh that he delivers of about you know good 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 and evil being more important than than blood or good good versus evil is is more important than blood you know being thicker than than water it's it's yeah absolutely that that I love that. I, I thought, you know, I believed that they were two family members sort of struggling over this thing and having this rivalry. Um, so yeah, I, I, I did absolutely believe that. And I thought that he really shined through with uh, with that final scene there. And, and even in, in, in trying to appeal and, and, and sort of going through this crisis of nobody really ready to believe that he's turned over this new leaf and even the moments where he's sitting there um, you know, trying to figure out why people, in the scene before where he's tr- kind of having this crisis and and uh and and struggling with you know does does he turn to evil simply because nobody else will believe that he is capable of do- of being better um you know I, I i do love the those little conversations that he gets to gets to have with with ebon so yeah i think it's a very strong performance um from everybody and 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 it, static is interestingly i feel like takes takes the back seat for the majority of this episode. Phil Lamar doesn't, doesn't have the, uh, the lion's share that he seems to usually have uh, for, for an episode of static.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, We, I think we do end up spending more time with uh, Kadeem Hardison's rubber band man than we do with, uh, with static in this episode, as you said. So, we get him sort of reacting to a lot of stuff as we mentioned the sort of initial jealousy that he feels and then sort of that sort of righteous indignation that he he sort of feels when he thinks that uh, that rubber band man has gone gone back to his evil ways and then kind of having to admit at the end a little bit that uh, that he was that he was wrong and the the rubber band man did uh, did the right thing and and that he's sort of proud to have him on the team, and yeah, it's it's kind of a a little bit of a minor thing there, and we had a little bit of him, of course, interacting with uh with Michelle Morgan as Sharon and uh, and Jason Marston as Richie, but yeah, it's it's mostly just he's he's mostly there to uh to kind of facilitate the action scenes and then just kind of react to it, but yeah, it is he is very much a secondary character in this episode, and uh, I mean, it's still obviously a a good job, uh, you know, nobody nobody does. Nobody's nobody better in in this type of role than than Phil Lamar as uh, a as static here. But uh, yeah, not not as much for him to maybe sink his teeth into uh, from a from a character standpoint today. So uh, overall, I think everybody's pretty darn good throughout this episode. Uh, so another strong eight out of 10 for my voice score.
0: Wow. Uh, yeah, I went I went with the same exact score. I went with an eight out of 10. Uh, So only only one category did we really differ on, but yeah, I I think overall everybody does a really strong job and for having such a large cast and, you know, at times it's felt like, you know, some of the people that they brought in to guest or to do certain voices uh, sometimes maybe were, were detrimental in some ways and maybe brought the score down a little Mm -hmm. bit, but I, this really feels like here as you're, you're kind of, winding down season 2 that the entire cast and the especially the recurring characters are really finding their footing and really finding um you know their their chops here and 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 really clicking clicking together and having good chemistry together so yeah i would agree pretty strong uh, scores from both of us that uh, reflect that absolutely all right, Liam, that will bring us to our final scores for this week. So totaling everything up, I come up with a a pretty strong 30 out of 40 for this week's episode. What about you? That's right.
1: And as you said, Cal, we were only differing on one category, and it was only by one point. So I have just a score of one point higher, that being a final score of 31 out of 40.
0: All right, awesome. Well, I would say as we as we talk about rewatchability here, Liam. Uh, what, where where do you land on that? Yeah, I think this is a definitely
1: a, a big thumbs up, uh, at least a thumbs up and a half, at least for uh, for rewatchability here. With it's uh, you know Rubber Band Man ne- isn't necessarily a character important to the the, the overarching DCAU outside of this series. But for static, not only does it have all these returning characters, it gives us this character development. It's this reveal that these two characters that we've seen before are related. And but and then it's also rubber band man, you know, taking the turn to becoming kind of a full-fledged superhero in his own right here. So yeah, there's a lot here that I think you have to uh, you have to watch if you're if you're watching through static, this is definitely one you gotta you gotta watch the first time. And then I think if you come back, if you're coming back to static like we are i think it's definitely one you gotta rewatch.
0: yeah I, I i don't disagree with you on that i think it's a fun one it doesn't drag you know it's uh, it's it's a, a pretty good story like i said i think it's enjoyable to watch and then uh, you know it, it has some of the best characters that were really developed and fleshed out uh, f- through the entire series with both rubber band man and ebon and uh, of, of course, it, it's interesting because so often I feel like the episodes that we enjoy the most, we say this a lot, but it don't always have your main character as the focus. And a lot of the times mm-hmm. you enjoy we enjoy the storytelling that comes with the development of these sympathetic characters. And, you know, the rubber band man story is a, is a great Great example that we already touched on of, you know, redemption. Can a human being actually be redeemed from the things that they've done in the past? Like, is that possible? Um, so, touching on that and 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 having the real life struggle of you know what do you do in those moments when people don't believe that you could possibly be doing the right thing do you still do the right thing anyway like those are great mm-hmm. themes and great things that were written in here by uh, obviously a, a slew of of great people that have developed that developed the series specifically but in in this case this episode you know the late great Dwayne McDuffie who you know mm-hmm. clearly knew what he was doing when he's developing and writing these characters so well so uh definitely give it a give it a recommendation Recommendation for for static grand scheme of things for dcau we've talked about that before static stuff it, it doesn't always it rarely plays into it in a in a huge way but uh, i would say if you're watching static if you're looking for an episode of static to watch the ebon episodes typically and the rubber bandman ones actually uh are really have some good depth to them so i, I definitely recommend this agreed All right, Liam, well, that will begin to wrap us up. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on this week's episode. Don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcast app. And uh, if you do, subscribe to us there and allows you to leave a review. We would greatly appreciate that. Don't forget, if you listen to us on Spotify, uh, there's some ways that you can interact with us there. We always put up a poll each week about the episode, asking you a question, and then uh, there's ways for you to interact with us on there. You can do that. If you're listening to us on Apple, uh, leave us a five-star review, if you will, and let us know what you like about the podcast leave a little blurb that helps uh, get more ears on the podcast Uh, as Liam mentioned at the top of the program you can always also listen to us on the pod tower on youtube by subscribing there that's a way to support us and our friends at the watchtower database and Tim talk uh, both of who are doing lots of great things so check those out as well and then of course follow us on social media at dcau review on twitter and on our instagram well uh, where you you probably would have known that this episode was coming up if you did. So, uh, you know, coming up next week though, we're going to continue here Liam with another exciting episode of Static. Uh so let's talk about what episode we'll be covering next week.
1: That is right and uh, to wrap up our sort of abbreviated month of Static reviews here. We've got a big one and in fact technically it's a pair of big ones. We got a two-parter coming next week. And uh, it's, uh, it's a shame that the big leagues had already been taken for a different episode because uh, this, this next week we, uh, the really the only way to describe it is Static and Richie are being inducted into the big leagues a little bit as they will be teaming up with not just Batman but Hawkgirl, Flash, Green Lantern, Martian Manhunter. Static and Gear meet the Justice League next
0: week in part
1: adventure a league of our own. Oh,
0: baby it's gonna be a big one it's a it's a thanksgiving miracle here in the- <laughs> <laughs> that's right by god can't wait to enjoy that with you but until then i'm cal and i'm liam and we'll talk to you on the next episode of the dcau review Bye bye.